Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. I don't know what episode number this is, but I don't know when this is coming out, but it is Young Rock Season 3. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And with us tonight, you know, we, we've done the first two seasons of the show, Joe, episode by episode. Yep. Then this time they're like, hey, surprise, it's coming out like this week, and it's on Fridays now. We're like, that doesn't work for us at all. So we figured we would save it till the end. We waited till it was all aired. It wrapped up a couple of weeks ago so here we are talking about it and i'm so excited because when we're talking about the rock for an entire episode there's one man we have to call the one man who knows his role if i'm using that right <laughs> we have the rock the rocky Maivia expert and i don't even know if we've ever talked about the show at all with him either informally or formally we have with us tonight to talk about young rock season three and i'm guessing probably a little bit of the first two seasons too mr nate milton hello nate yo joes what what is up it is good to be back with you gentlemen and and yes i i think i have to apologize because oh. i wanted to come on earlier and talk to you guys about the first two seasons of young rock but i was locked in a chi chi's overnight Oh, and, okay. <laughs> and and couldn't get to couldn't get to a microphone, so that, that that's on me, fellas. Now, Nate, serious question: If you were locked in the Chi-Chi's overnight, how many chimichangas do you think you could eat, and then how many would you, would you eat? <laughs> oh, a physical limit, and then like yes. mental, oh. like fortitude. Yes, like in terms of what I would imagine myself eating, I'd say you know I'd go three or four chimichangas, maybe three five. Sounds like three sounds, you know, right. yeah. Uh, like I could think that that three to five range. That's where I'd be at, but. If, if you're asking, like, if I'm Joey Chestnut or if I'm yep. Kobayashi, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. how many could I eat before I tapped out? Uh, in my 20s, I'd say me and, oh, maybe I could go, like, 10. Maybe I could hit double digits. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. now, now that I've crossed into my 40s, uh, I'm probably tapping out at that five <laughs> that, yeah. that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> that episode was fun because it reminded me of Willy's Wonderland, the Nicolas Cage movie, where he's a janitor, like in a sort of Chuck E. Cheese like thing. And he's just, you oh. know, playing video games, cleaning the place. And so they're cleaning the place, playing video games and also frying some ice cream and stuff. Right. So pretty, uh, pretty solid stuff. So, Nate, what is your history? Did you watch all three seasons when they aired? Did you catch up? Did you binge them? I know that you love The Rock. I'm not sure if you've talked about this show on your show at all. But what's your history so far with uh, Young Rock, the first three? seasons so with young rock you know as it relates to the rocky my via picture show young rock much like ballers is always the the ace in the hole it's, it's what i got in my back pocket for a rainy day in case the rock decides i don't want to make movies anymore i'm done with this and i run through his entire film catalog i've got an entire season of or entire I don't, i'm trying to remember how many seasons ballers went uh did ballers know. go four seasons Ballers sounds right. I think five seasons, 47 episodes. Okay, so I've got five seasons of Ballers and three seasons of Young Rock in the back pocket. And I could either do them, you know, one episode per season or I could go episodically. So there's so much I can do. So I've got that in my back pocket to leave myself some options. Uh, But in terms of the series itself, I was pretty tapped in for the first season. You know, when it when it first premiered, I remember. You know, hearing about it, and obviously as somebody who was a fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not just in the ring, but on the screen, I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And, you know, enjoyed for the most part the first season. And then, uh, as as happens with all of us, especially over the last three years, life got in the way uh, during season two of Young Rock. So I didn't watch any of that until maybe a few months after 
that show had ended for that sure, se- that sure. season. Uh, and then season three, it's been hit or miss. Like, you know, I, I usually I, I never watch it live. I, it's always like that weekend after it the episode premieres. I'll catch it or, you know, I'll save up two or three weeks worth and just watch it on a Saturday. Uh, but I, I've watched every episode of yeah. Young Rock. And, and so I, I feel like I can I'm, I'm equipped, gentlemen, to to kind of dissect this. Some people would call this a television show. I would call this <laughs> a moment in history that, that, that we've all Ooh. been through, the Young Rock era. And I, I think this season in particular is a moment in history that it's depicting that we all kind of remember as well, right? Like, this is yeah. what they've been inching toward, and this is, like, it's him starting to act, it's him in the Attitude Era, it's all these things that, like, we knew about him playing in Miami, but, like, we didn't really know him as a Miami football player just after the fact. But here, like, we're old enough to know these things, and they're recreating moments from our lives, basically. One of the things that I always go back and forth with with this series, let's just get the, let's just get get it out of the way. Let's sure. just talk about the elephant in the room. One thing that can always elevate or detract from my enjoyment of a Young Rock episode is how good are the stand-ins for mm, mm, the wrestlers yeah. that we know. How how good is the Stone Cold Steve Austin actor portraying Steve Austin? How good is the Triple H actor portraying Triple H? How good is Macho Man Randy Savage's actor portraying Macho? And so. Uh, I, I was really intrigued to see what they were going to do with the Attitude Era portion of The Rock's career. And for the most part, I think they did a good job with it. I was especially pleased with the guy that played Farouk. I thought he was kind of spot on as Farouk. And yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this season. I had a question that I think that you, you would probably know the better answer to, Nate. Um, when we were... We had like recently, well, like not recently, but like a while ago, we had restarted what they considered the Attitude Era and like watching those Raws. And like the Attitude Era began right as he changes from Rocky Maivia to like joining uh, the Nation of Domination and things like that, right? So like there was like a few Raws at the beginning of that that I swear that I remember him being Rocky Maivia with the with the blue costume that we think of, like those kind of pictures. Is that right? Yeah, because that, in, you know, they talked about it on the show. Like Vince thought that this all-American white meat baby face was going to get over with the crowd, but the audience was changing. You know, this was the audience that was into Degeneration X, the audience that was into Stone Cold Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the audience that was into the NWO over at WCW. And so the, the goody two-shoes baby face wasn't going to cut it anymore. So yeah, like he came in at the wrong time for that Rocky Maivia character, but at the right time to kind of transition into what would become The Rock. Yeah, it was it was like really crazy because I, I I remember you know like we started you know after the the infamous Stone Cold you know John like Stone Austin three sixteen we started pretty much right there. I remember watching the promo where The Rock comes out with the Nation of of Domination and like cuts the like I was the youngest Intercontinental Champion and like you guys give me no respect and like did the whole thing that you know the in the show they're like he went over on time. And, like, I remember this, and it felt, like, weird at the, t- like, if you're watching it just the Raws, and you don't have, like, this kind of, like, context, it was like, oh, man, it's really weird that he just, like, decide like, he just cuts this promo in the middle of the thing, and, like, but then you start to see him transition and, like, go through and become The Rock, and that was really cool to see. But, yeah, it was it was just, like, interesting as I was watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that, like, 
it happened and it just like it was right at that turn that he's right there and it's crazy to think about and the crowd legitimately hated him like yeah. they rejected him like i you know i was glad that they put it in the show because one of the lasting memories of my of Dwayne at that time is, you know, he's out here trying to be this all-American babyface, and not only are the people chanting Rocky sucks, but people are saying die, Rocky, die. And so the, that they had that in the show, I thought that was a nice touch. So now, Joe, I know you and I were talking about this a little bit today on and off. I know this sort of scratches your itch of, like, pleasant show to watch, but what did you think of season three overall and compared to the first two seasons of uh, Young Rock? I like it. I think it carries along where it left off. I mean, now that we are three seasons deep in this, I'm the only thing that I'm like teetering on is is like this a vanity project? Because you know we talked like oh, about I wrote that the, I wrote those exact words down because like <laughs> we talked about like in some of the other two seasons like they don't always paint him in a great light. This season yeah, particularly, yeah. he like was a really big hero of his own story type situation. Yep. Mm. So I was like, uh, like there's like a lot of things I was like, did he actually do this or is this like the version he's telling us? Like I, I don't know. I like it because like the story's great and I like the actors in it and like it's gentle and very easy to watch. So I did enjoy it. I would watch more of it. I wonder if they're gonna make a fourth season. Like I have so nothing. Bad as about of this. right now, as of today, March 27th, when we're recording, it has not been canceled or renewed yet. So we're still in limbo. So I want to get okay. that out now. We don't know. They, no one knows. No one. They have not made a decision one way or the other. Because it's it's set up like again that we could we could get another season. I, I think they did a good job of kind of wrapping things up, but also leaving things open ended. Uh, mm-hmm. But to your point about is this a vanity project? Short answer is yes, yeah. uh, because <laughs> as much as I love The Rock, one of the, the things about him that you'll notice if you watch a lot of what he does, uh, and I did an episode where we covered all of the times. Uh, Rock hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, Brian Mann, a former WWE writer, he joined me for that episode. And we were talking about just how Dwayne has this ability to just walk that fine line between being a guy that's kind of cocky and lovable and being overbearing. So I think with The Rock, there's always this balance between I'm earnest and I'm trying to tell you what I want you to hear. And I do want to have a good message and, and teach folks lessons through my life story. But also I'm going to build up the mythology of Dwayne the Rock Johnson along the way. It's true, and and yeah. I think, you know, there's a reason why the framework of this show was Randall Park is this interviewer interviewing Dwayne Johnson, presidential candidate, because he, he wants that in the back of your mind, you know, for, right? not for now, but maybe, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, you're like, you know what? I actually could see Dwayne Johnson as a, <laughs> as a presidential candidate for a viable party. There's something about the first two seasons where he's struggling both the flashbacks and he ultimately loses the presidency where it's like, oh, things are not always rosy. And then this season, it's just like, hey, remember when I took the world by storm and became <laughs> everybody's favorite guy? Let's relive that. And then yes. remember when I wasn't president, but I saved the day again. And then also, by the way, I'm going to start my own country. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and like, I think that the first two seasons did a much better job of like, he, things are going well, and then something happens. And like, he has to learn a lesson or things like go back. But this is like, things go well. It's like, all right, you know, SNL called. And I'm like, okay, here, he's going to bomb SNL. It's like, nope, SNL went great. They love him. They love him. I'm just like, <laughs> God, like what is going like I get that you are immensely talented and beloved and successful but like there were more than one episode in here where I'm just like 
guy, you can't only be bragging about how good your life is. Like you gotta like throw something. Like there's no conflict in any of these episodes down the stretch. Like things are just going well. It's like, hey, remember when we got evicted again? Well, guess what? I bought my parents a house. It's like, okay, yeah, like you you were a self-made man. I it's just yeah. it's fun to watch, but I'm like, dude, have some stakes or I don't know what is going it's wild. I think that's why Rocky you know, Rocky Johnson is probably my favorite character in the series because he's the guy that has these consequences. He's the guy yes. that yeah. is fallible. You know, he's the guy that uh, is trying to do right by his family, but his ego or his pride always gets in the way. And the actor that plays Rocky Johnson does a great job of kind of capturing the real person that was Soul Man Rocky Johnson, but also just making him feel believable. And I think that's why that Chi Chi's episode that I referenced earlier might be my favorite this season because I, yep. it's just a fight. You know, we're we're not talking about WrestleMania. We're not talking about movies. We're not talking about you know running for president. It's just a father and a son, and the father that's hurt his son. And we're gonna work in this now defunct restaurant chain and be honest with each other and eat chimichangas. And and I, I really enjoyed that. That episode was definitely my favorite too, Nate. I pretty much like finished the end of that episode. Went outside, called my dad, like, didn't tell him I was watching this, but it's just, like, just one of those, like, feelings. I was like, oh, man, like, I, you know, like, they just, like, tugged on my heartstrings, like, having that moment as someone who spends a lot of time working with my dad when I'm with him. They was like, oh, this is, like, a really, I think this is what he sees as, like, a cool, touching moment. You know, not to get too deep into the psyche of Dwayne, but I feel like, it took time for him to come to this actualization of his dad on screen. This because image, if you yeah. Li- yeah, because I think if you listen to interviews from him from 10, 15 years ago, the relationship was a lot more contentious. Uh, and obviously his dad passed, so you know that kind of changes the way you view a person. But I think that looking back with the hindsight of somebody who's in his 50s now versus a guy in his 20s and 30s and he's tired of his old man, Rocky Johnson is like a three-dimensional character in this show when I I feel like if you had Rock make this show 10 years ago or 12 years ago, Rocky Johnson maybe could have come off as a bit one-dimensional because it's the view of the son looking back at the father. I think it would have been way more villainous. I think so. Like he he gives him, he gives him like some uh, complexity. He rounds him out here for sure. Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Joe, but I think the first two seasons, I think we both liked the young kids a lot. Like, I think the yep. the oldest yep. young rock, like the, the 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 high school, the college age, whatever, like the, the Miami and now the, you know, actor rock is undeniably, like, I think, a great actor, like probably the best of the three kid actors. But I think it was like, we kind of know what this story is. And I feel like the younger two kids had so much to do in the first two seasons. And I feel like that wasn't really the case. You know, like the Chi Chi's episode was, was a highlight for sure. But at one point, young like the littlest rock little dewey is like working out and then he does like a bench press and he sits up and he's middle dewey i'm like oh no like do we lose this kid forever yeah and like he comes back like i had a moment where i'm just like you can't those can't be all your childhood stories right like you know if this is the end of the show then like i would kind of it would make sense i was just like but he comes back at the end but i I like bouncing between the three and i felt like this this season was so heavy 
on the oldest Dewey because, like, that's what most of his life is told to tell. Mm-hmm. And I get where that's coming from, but I just think that, like, those younger kids – and I think to your point, Nate, like, there's so much ro- good Rocky stuff when he's younger that, like, those really shine too. And I feel like this season was kind of lacking, like, not that those stories were bad. There just wasn't enough to my taste where, like, I got to see those kids. I think I think all three young Deweys, young Rocks, are all really, really good at either – being the rock or just being like characters. And I felt like we spent so much time on his growth into from Dewey to Dwayne to the rock. That it's like, you know, I kind of get that. I wish that I just, cause I felt like that feels more like a show, like a vanity project for the rock. The younger stuff feels just kind of like a wholesome family sitcom yep, with yep. like a little bit of like a, Oh, this is like a people of a different culture than normally gets depicted on TV. And that feels a little bit more just like less, less of a, reminder of what you're watching and more of a, oh, this actually is a kind of a pleasant, fun show. There's like three different shows in this one show. Yeah. You know, we've got mm-hmm. like like a Polynesian Wonder Years, for lack of a better term, yeah. going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've also got kind of this story from, you know, the college age rock of a young man kind of coming into his own. And then we've got a biopic you know, directed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. about how great I was and how I, I'm also in this fictionalized version of my life saving America, even though I lost the presidency because of an AI. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. All three of the kids that, that portray The Rock are really good in their roles. I love that the Kid Rock got some shine or a lot more shine, I guess, in season two because we had to focus on the, uh, was it Sean Aston? That oh, played yeah. uh, Rock's nemesis in season, in season two, right? Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we we had a little bit more of Rock in in like uh, elementary school and middle school, uh, but I think the Rock was not focused on that. You know, we saw what his focus was. His focus was right. yes, all that personal stuff. It was hard, and I'll still tell you some stories about how my dad struggled or or how my uh, grandma is on the run from the FBI at every turn. But at the end of the day, the story is how great I am. I had seven bucks and now I have 700 million bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. And I was also thinking about the framing device. Like you guys mentioned Randall Park earlier. And I think that like the first two seasons of like him interviewing the rock on his road to become president, like was a really good framing device for like why he would be telling these, these long stories. But then you remove like he, he tags along to write this story that he never winds up writing because the rock is successful. But I'm just thinking like, He's just talking to this prime minister about how great his life was. I'm like, yes. if you think about like the reality of like, <laughs> and she's also what, his biggest fan ever, and has like story. all of his like posters in her like house. Yes. House, you know, if somebody just starts telling a story and like you're one on, like if you're at a party, you can just kind of drift away, maybe. But like if it's a one on one, there's nowhere to go. And like even if you're a fan of somebody, it's just like guy, like I. We're talking about coffee here, right? In yeah. Belgium, right? So I don't know. The one that got me was when the president. Uh, I, I, yeah. I forget which yeah. episode it was. Yeah. The president calls Dwayne the Rock Johnson to help out with this coffee issue, and Rock's like, "Well, I've got a story that, that can <laughs> illustrate how we can we can come to some sort of solution in this problem." And and we launch into a story that the Rock is telling President Taft to, you know, whether you voted for him or not, he's he's a busy man. He's the president, and he's sitting here for twenty minutes listening to Dwayne the Rock Johnson tell this story that ultimately loops around to something he could have said in five minutes. Right. Like, you know, he's not charging hourly, but, you know, lawyers charge out. Like, this is the guy with the highest hourly rate of anyone on the planet. And The Rock's Pretty like, much, yeah. let me tell you a 22-minute story about a time I stole a Snickers bar. It's like, guy, like, you know, just what's your point of the story here? 
so there's two wrestling things that I'm not super familiar with, but I want to get your your guys' take on it. Number one, so there was that guy in the middle of the season, Chad Frost. So the internet has basically decoded that was Shawn Michaels, maybe like this like anagram, alias, Ooh, whatever. I was going to ask who we thought that was because I wasn't sure. And I figured based on like the injury and stuff that Nate might know, is it is it Shawn Michaels? Yeah, to, to me, that's who I read it as. Okay. So so the, the gist is that there's like he's, you know, like Nate was saying earlier, they're bringing back like there's Hulk and there's Triple H and there's Stone Cold. And there's all these actors like doing like, these impressions and whatever. And then there's a guy named Chad Frost. And like, I think she, he's talking to the prime minister of Belgium. She's like, wait, I don't recognize that name. He's like, you'll see why in a second. And like, because the guy's like an asshole, and, like, you know, dicks him over or whatever. And so if you, I was just Googling, I don't remember what I was Googling, but I saw that. I like clicked on that. And so Chad Frost is apparently, so they, did they beef in real life? Do they have like public feuds or like, what was the, what's the history there? So nothing public, uh, but Shawn Michaels, before he found God, uh, was notorious for just kind of being a jerk backstage and being, mm. a, uh, you know, a guy that was kind of looking out for number one or his clique, you know, which was like mm-hmm. Triple H, Kevin Nash, uh, uh, Sean Walkman, who was X-Pac, like those cats. And and so he was, if, if you weren't part of his crew, he was not somebody who was very accommodating, uh, at mm. least according to the stories at that time, particularly somebody who he would probably look at Dwayne and, and look at as, uh, you know, like, I've been in here putting in the work and who's this kid coming in trying to take my spot? Because I think the show does frame it really well as like, you know, they don't hate that you're on the rise. What they hate is that when you're on the rise, someone else has to fall, right? And so they're not they're not begrudging your success. They're begrudging the fact that your success means they're going to get less spotlight or less money or less attention or whatever. So I think that makes sense. But it just it is funny that the show is even like, hold on, wait, I don't know who this guy is. And then it's like, oh, that's why you kept it a secret. I, would, because you I wouldn't wanna... even have caught it if they if like they glassed over it because I yes. like. It, it didn't, like, for me, like, even watching the Attitude Era, like, I was like, oh, maybe this guy existed, like, like, and I just forgot about him, you know, like, I was young, like, whatever, like, if they wouldn't have made a point to, like, flip it and point it out and be like, that's not a real guy, who do you think this is, is like, then... I- <laughs> The other wrestling thing I wanted to point out, and I, this is someone I know the name of, but I don't know anything oh, about God, her, it. but Becky Lynch yep. plays Cindy yes. Lauper, Lauper, who Lauper. I know her songs. I don't really know what she's – her her accent, I, I would imagine it's, it's got to be relatively true to life because it's an insane choice no. if it's not – it's, <laughs> she's not at all. She's what she's she's like um, Scottish. Well, no, Irish. no, no, no. I, no, I'm saying like what Cindy Lauper oh, oh, sounds yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, I know, she sounds yeah. dead on Cindy. Okay, Cindy okay. Lauper yes. does the like dermatology commercials now or something. Yeah, I watch nothing with commercials. I know you. I know you don't. But if you I am did, so far removed from that world, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what did you guys think of? Because I, I know the name Becky Lynch because I think she's one of the bigger stars of today ish, yeah. right? But like, what did you guys think of her as just a, like not even playing herself, not even really playing a wrestler, just playing like a a celebrity. This was one of like Rachel's favorite parts and she was actually looking forward to watching it because Rachel's a big fan of Becky Lynch okay. in modern wrestling. And when she found out she was like going to be Cindy Lauper reading, you know, background news or whatever, she was really stoked for it. And I think that those were really fun. You could see that Becky Lynch was having fun playing Cindy yeah. Lauper. It was like very conveyed like through the screen. So for me, I was like, yeah, I'm sold. That's awesome. Becky Lynch is cool. It's all good by me. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed uh, Becky Lynch's uh, cameo with Cindy Lauper. I, I was impressed by the accent work because yeah, like that is not how she sounds in in, in real all. life at all. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a cool little Easter egg. Like if you're a fan of the current product, Becky Lynch is easily one of the top two or three 
women in the WWE, and, and you could argue she's in the top five in terms of star power, period, for yeah. the performers that they have on the roster. And so it was cool seeing her. Were there other modern, current, real wrestlers playing other characters, or is she the only one? Because I looked up, I looked her up, so I was like, I don't know who this person is, mm-hmm. and I recognize the name. Like I didn't, I, I don't, I don't know what she looks like, and now I'm just like thinking of her. She's looking like this, like you know, weird kind of Cindy Lauper through the years. But like, I was like, I wonder who this actor is. And I was like, oh, I know that name. But were there other current oh. or recent wrestlers who were just regular other characters on the show, or is it mostly just actors playing wrestlers? I'm sure there they would have had to have been, uh, but nobody to the level of Becky Lynch, because uh, we would have known. But I, I think for the most part, yes, it's just actors playing wrestlers uh, to varying degrees of success. This, right. Yeah, in this ahead. season, though, I really thought like in, in like a, in the early couple episodes, whoever is playing Vince McMahon looks a lot like Shane McMahon. That's Adam Ray. Mm. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's pretty funny. Yeah, like I was like, oh man, like just like the whole like demeanor, but like, but like even like facially, he looked like Shane McMahon, who's yeah. his son. And I was like, damn, they casted him really well, looks why. Like it's really crazy to see. I also feel like playing Vin, I mean, I, I'm sure that a lot of these, you know, people have like, you know, Hulk Hogan being one of them have like very sort of checkered difficult past to portray <laughs> but vince mcmahon especially like currently like in the last like mm-hmm. couple of months has a very you know yeah. heavy thing to portray so like there's a lot going on there and like he's portrayed like charismatically but also like oh this guy's kind of just out for himself right like it's it's a it's a sort of a new like i think the adam ray performance there is good because it's like i get why this guy is successful and also still like i believe that he wants the best for the rock but also he more so wants it for the rock because it's going to be good for him too right so like it's i think that's all coming across i think it's a good well written and well well performed i agree and you know yes if you know anything about vince mcmahon the person yes uh complex complicated at best is how i would describe yeah uh vincent kennedy mcmahon but i think not only uh credit to the actor for the performance but also I feel like for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because on the one hand, this is the guy who like literally kind of picked you out of the bunch. Put you, you know? on. Yeah, he did. Put you on, you know, changed your life by signing you to his company. But I'm sure they butted heads from time to time. And I'm sure Vince is not the easiest person to work with in business. And then when you hear some of the personal things in this man's life, it's kind of like, eh. So I, I thought the show did a good job of showing how important Vince was to Dwayne's career, but without kind of glorifying him. Do we do we know if if Vince in the WWE is in on this? Have we? I think we Ooh. talked about it before. Like, mm. are they like part of the production company or something like that, Joey? Do you know any of? I'm looking like, at IMDb right now. That's a good question. Like, because if it, it feels like this could almost come out of like the WWE studios, right? Mm-hmm. Like in a way, like somehow playing with the Rock Studios. Well, if nothing else, they have to have like full, like they have deep clearance to show all yeah. this stuff, and they're not like, right? yeah. oh yeah, it's the WWG, you know? Like it's, it's they're, <laughs> like they're they're showing like the real names and the real things, like. If mm-hmm. nothing else, this is like the best ever promotion for like the way that he was saying you being on SNL is the best promotion for, you know, WWF of all time. Like this show is like, hey, wrestling is super fun. You should watch wrestling. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's like the whole like not the yeah, point of the show, but like it's, what, it's the, the, what the show is doing. Yeah. Like if you're a fan of The Rock, like now you want to go back and rewatch the wrestling or watch new wrestling or anything like that. Yes, I agree. So that's why I was thinking, like, is Vince making a cut on this essentially? 
I don't know if they're directly involved outside of, yes, you know, there's licensing things and there's, you know, like, yeah, you, you just can't, you know, put WWF tag team belts on the screen and not get the okay. Again, going back to Dwayne's relationship with Vince and with the company, uh, a company that, you know, he's got family members to this day that still work in the WWE. You know, one of my favorite little kind of blink and you'll miss it moments from, I think it might've been season two or it might've been this season was when they're all watching the pay-per-view at, at the Johnson household and cousin Joe is over. And he's just this little annoying precocious kid that wants Dwayne to wrestle with him. And he's like, Dwayne, acknowledge me. And, and Joe is Roman Reigns, who yep. is the like current, like for the last, I'd say the last five years, he's probably been the biggest star in the WWE. And so I thought that was cool. But yeah, getting back to my original point, uh, before I went down the 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 Joe Anawaii rabbit hole, Rock would not want to portray this company in anything less than a flattering light. Like he's not going to sugarcoat things, but I think he wants the company to look good because ultimately it makes him look good that he's risen to the top of this mountain. So if the mountain looks like trash, then that doesn't help elevate the Rock. Getting back to our original hypothesis that this is you know a, a vanity project. Uh, also, NBC and the WWE have had a long-standing relationship. Okay, Going back to sure. Saturday yeah. night's main event, you know, Dick Ebersole, Lorne Michaels, and Vince McMahon were all kind of boys. Like, if it's, I don't think it's an explicit, like, partnership, but I think both Rock and NBC are like, we're not going to go out of our way to misrepresent the WWE. Well, that also is true of like everything The Rock does. Like aside from his few Vin Diesel, it feels like he's like, I don't mm -hmm. want to piss anybody off because I want to be loved by everyone. And I just want to be, you know, I don't want to sh close any doors unnecessarily. I want to leave Ooh, every door open. How, right? how many seasons do we have to wait until we get Rock telling Randall Park a story from his past that relates to his feud with Vin Diesel? So Dude, we're I'm so, so hyped for that. That's that's one of, the, one of the main reasons why I'm begging for more. Like we're <laughs> getting to a point. Like if we stop that, he's about to be an actor. Like we're we have to be real fucking close right. for it right so we're like in 2002 2003 i think right because snl's 2000 and scorpion king yeah. is at like 03 ish right so we're, we're we're inching there so the fast and the furious as a concept exists in the young rock universe like people in this world have seen the first the fast and the furious we're just you know eight or nine years away from fast five but you know uh, another because it does feel like they to use a Fast and Furious phrase, hit the Nas here and sort of accelerate things. Because we're like, oh, like, I wonder if they're going to do like a bunch of like him just as a wrestler. And then like they do kind of like, all right, but here's him as an actor. It's like, let's get into the good stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think we were trying to figure out what they would do and they kind of race through it. So maybe one more, maybe two. I don't like, I don't know. I also did look and I couldn't find anything. The only thing I found was from a year ago, but as of a year ago, Vince McMahon had not even seen the show because somebody asked him, I think, I think it was a Pat McAfee, Joe, to your okay. fandom. And mm. they're like, you know, you've been portrayed in the first season, first couple seasons, a couple times. Have you seen that? He's like, no, I might watch it someday though. So like even a year mm -hmm. ago, he hadn't seen it. So I would imagine or, or is that just spin the lowest level of the lie pyramid? Well, so yeah. I, I would say that if he had, if even if he had not seen it, if he had a financial stake and if he like, oh yeah, I love it. It's great. Like there's no reason to be okay, like, fair, fair. There's no reason for him to say, I haven't seen it. Cause that's giving people the right to like, oh, I haven't seen it. Like it's, if Vince didn't see it, I don't have to say right. it. But if Vince is like, yeah, man, it's a great show. Even if he's lying about that, you know, if he's making money, he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I love that show, man. That's so good. It's, it's such a great portrayal. Everybody, you don't watch it. This is the greatest show what we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I would guess he has no financial stake. He's also not listed on IMDb, so I don't know. Okay. 
I did not know. Did you have you seen the episode of that 70s show where he plays his dad? Nate, did you know about that at all? Like that was a cool or the Star or, Trek. I wanted to ask you about all these things. The Star Trek or one that the, the net, net was show. a TV show. Yeah, I didn't even know the net had a TV show at any Neither point. Neither did I. It was always kind of weird at that time period because The Rock was big, but he was wrestling big. Right. Yeah. You know, he wasn't what he would become later. And so he was pigeonholed. So on Voyager, he played a wrestler on that 70s show. He played his dad. And so, yeah, I, I remember vividly watching those episodes because the WWE television at the time would would hype it up. Like, sure. Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. I remember this. Yeah, they cross promoted, Joey. Like they would be like, yeah, yep. like, you know, you'll see The Rock this Thursday on whatever and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they would they would do this a lot. And um. Yeah, it worked well, man. Obviously, like even as they say in the show, like I remember watching things that they were in, like and and even if you like rewatch the old Raws and stuff like that, like you'll see the like banners and promos that like are still like it's crazy cool. to think about. Yeah, what I think this season kind of feels like is around that time, like in the sort of the back half, is that it almost feels like a swan song for other characters. Like they're showing mm. they're either. I think they're either building out or narrowing in and I'm not sure what it is, but they're like, here's some background on Andre the Giant. Here's some background on the High Chief. And like, here's all these characters. And I feel like either they're like, say goodbye, like we're giving them a full episode almost because we want you to say goodbye to them or we're going to bring them even bigger in next year. We're going to show you. I'm not sure which way it's going yet, but it almost feels like if it is closing in, they'd be like, all right, next season is only going to be about the three different Deweys in the past and his parents and his grandma. And that's it. Like, it feels like they could be orbs like, Hey, this is the entire, the rock universe. Mm-hmm. And even if we like, I, I, I can't tell how it's going, but it felt like, like there was a lot of time spent with a high chief filming a movie with James, Bo- like a James Bond movie, with Sean Connery. That like, one, you, the other episode that you brought up, like the, Patterson episode, Pat Patterson, there was yeah. like Pat Patterson, Andre, the giant kind of origin stories. One, it, it felt weird. And I'm with you. I couldn't tell if it was like, I don't have anything else that I want to mm. put in or I'm saving stuff for another season. And this is kind of filler or like if you if you're saying goodbye to them or what I, you're right. I, I didn't I couldn't put where I think it's placed. Yeah, I think when it comes to the question of where where do we go if we do get uh, season four, uh, I feel like they are kind of tightening things up. But that also gives space to maybe focus on other characters. Uh, that that Dwayne has had a relationship with in this time period, you know, that post attitude era kind of going into Hollywood and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get a guy playing John Cena, you know, showing mm-hmm. up in season mm-hmm. four. Uh, but I think when it comes to like specifically high chief and Andre, it makes sense just due to the acceleration of the story sure. that yep. if we're focusing on attitude era rock and movie rock for most of this season, we're not going to get a lot of those guys because unfortunately they were not around, right. uh, you know, during that time period in terms of uh, Pat Patterson. Like, I think again, you know, these wrestlers are on different levels of portrayals, I would say. Uh, but I've always enjoyed the Pat Patterson actor. I think he does a good job uh, portraying Pat Patterson. And Pat was somebody who was with the WWE for a long time, even beyond the attitude era. So we could get, you know, little drop-ins here and there from Pat. I think Dwayne is kind of trying to focus on what he wants us to focus on, right. uh, which is yep. which is the movies. That's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen, because of the, the movies. movies. So, so I'm like the season finale of Rock, uh, Young Rock, season four. If we do get it, I'm sure it's going to be him sitting down in an office at Warner Brothers. I got a great idea for this movie. 
about this hero called Black Adam. I was going to say this. I was gonna say this. <laughs> Wait, so I think you, I, I can see it ending in a way like where he's at NBC Universal and just like, I got a great idea for a TV it's show. A young Rock. <laughs> oh, Joe, you might have blown the whole thing up. So, OK, so here's a question. So I, it feels like. It, again, unclear if there's going to be more show or not. Yes. If we had to guess, will there be zero, one, or more than one season of the show to come? What do you like? Not what you want, but right. what you think. Do you think that there's more story? Because it ends with like a, you know, I might not be, I might not be president, but I said this earlier, but I want to, I want to reemphasize it because it's insane. <laughs> I might start my own country is like the last line of the season. I'm just like, what? So okay, so there's the, clearly whether that's a joke or real or whatever. Ten years from now, down the line, well, and that's the thing. That's the thing, real quick about that last line, because you would expect him to like smile or wink or something. No, no, he yeah. said that line straight. I think, I think that based on how the show is written and everything that we see and like how it drops in, we start the next season. And he's like, I think I'm going to start my own nation of domination or you know what i mean mm. like something like that and like leads right into a store like it's just gonna be like one of these things it's mm -hmm. like passing joke doesn't didn't mean anything you're thinking like oh my god this is the craziest shit i've ever heard and it's just like oh no he was just like to be fair we don't know what the what the geopolitical state of the world is in 2032 gentlemen other than we have a coffee shortage, which is what this entire season is about, that the president sends the rock to the fictional country of Jeljum, spelled, yes. I, had to, I had to Google this, G-J-E-L-G-H-I-U-G-H-M, Jeljum, like Belgium, but spelled wild, and he's to go over there to convince their prime minister to set a, to do a coffee treaty to provide the United States with coffee so that President <laughs> Taft can have his affogato. That's what this season is about. Like, it's about The Rock, but, like, that's the through line, that he's trying to solve the coffee crisis. Yes. So, anyway, there's clearly <laughs> more show if they want to tell more okay. show because of the new country. Do you think there will be more? Do you think they have more planned? And will it go past one more season if there is more? I think The Rock has ideas for more, mm. but to be completely honest with how the promo went for this yeah. season, I don't think, I think that this was the last season. Mm. Do we have any idea how, how well it did in the ratings this season? I can look it up. Cause I think the issue to your Nate, point Nate, was that like, it moved to Friday night and just like, I'll watch it over the weekend. Like, I don't care. Cause like who's yeah. watching TV unless you're like eight years old and you're at home with your parents and like, let's find something we can all watch. Even if you're like, not even, old enough to go out she's like i'm not gonna watch tv on a friday night like no i mean well, nobody and, watches and, and tv if, you're, if anyway. you're programming this in part to wrestling fans friday night's a terrible night because not only do you have smackdown on fox but you've also got AEW. so there's no way a wrestling fan yeah. is going to choose the young rock over either one of those programs especially when you know you can watch it on hulu or p like this is all on peacock yep. but like you can just watch it on peacock and it's just like yeah okay i can like i don't need to rush to watch this this is going to be up there whenever right so it's like, it, I'm it not speeding weird. home from work to find out how this coffee crisis is going to end up, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should, though, Nate. Maybe you should. <laughs> did, did you feel this too, Nate? Because it felt like Joey and I, we, we were just like, oh, shit, Young Rock's back. And then, like, mm -hmm. there was no commercials for it at all, like, anywhere. Yeah, I think the only time I saw commercials for Young Rock was, like, right before the premiere. Like, hey, it's coming up next week. And I was like, oh, that. That's good to know. Uh, but no, like like I said, I 
I was not watching live. Uh, you know, I would watch on the weekends or whenever I got time. And I don't hear a lot of chatter about it, you know, mm. like I heard in the first couple seasons. And so okay. they might, you know, do the rock a solid because if I'm the network, what else do I have to put on on a Friday night? And why burn a bridge or, or uh, you know, make a like, why kick a guy when he's down? He's already not going to be in the DC universe yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. You know what, Dwayne, we'll, we'll keep this relationship going for one more season. And then that's it. So, I mean, I said this when we found out when it was on, but like, this is not, not for work, not for job, whatever, but like part of what I do every day is just try to keep up with like what TV is on just to know. I have an extra vested interest in this show for too fast, just because we covered the first two seasons. And I was like, Hey Joe, uh, young rock starts in three days. Did you hear about this? <laughs> like, it was just like, Hey, new promo. It's just like, no one talked about it. No one promoted it. No one no. really reviewed it. No, it's just, it's wild. So, okay. So the premiere, the season one premiere had more than 5 million viewers and never reached that again. But season one averaged just over 3 million people an episode. So pretty solid, especially. Oh, pretty season, solid. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two went down to two point, uh, almost 2.2 million. So like still solid, but, but, you know, yeah. considerably down season three, again, moving to Friday night, 1.4 million. So like it keeps dumping. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, I don't think it's going to lower past that. But like it also like unless it goes on Saturday night, which is going to be even worse. But like we even like, you know, I follow TV news. Joe watches all these different kinds of things that like so the Rock the could pop up yeah. on. Like he could be on Pat McAfee, he could be yeah. on yep. Today Show or whatever. And none of that happened. It's just like, what do you care about this show anymore? Like what mm-hmm. is I don't know. Well, well, Joe, let me tell you about the time my network didn't have faith in me. <laughs> Reminds me of when I was a little boy and <laughs> I went to class and 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 I, I stole the high chief's wrestling gear and and and, and 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 I had to tell my grandma and she didn't believe me. She said, "Dewey, why did you do that?" Uh, and and that's why NBC should give me another season, Joe. No, Nate, I appreciate that story. That story was not 22 minutes long. Do you have another story that's about 21 and a half minutes long? We need to fill out the rest of this episode with a story. And I was really hoping you would carry it to tell the Tell me about letter. somebody else. Yes, let, let, me, let me tell you about this time me and Bruno, uh, we went to a bar. Dude, I fucking love Bruno. I think Bruno is one of my favorite characters on this show. Like, the, the actor and, like, the mm. character and just, like, their their relationship is, like, one of my favorite parts of it. And, like, I would watch essentially a buddy cop Kevin Hart replacement with Bruno <laughs> all day. Like they, they just have so much fun together. And I love the character of Bruno and, you know, and, and one of the most heartwarming videos I saw during the pandemic was when the rock brought, bought Bruno a new truck, you know, because Bruno's truck had, you know, conked at him or whatever. He was, he was having hard times financially in real life. In real life, yeah, yeah, Rock, that's so you know, cool. Drove up to Bruno's house and and he's like, "Hey, buddy, come on, come on out and look at my new truck, brother." And then and then Bruno's like, "Yeah, sure is nice, Dwayne." And then he's showing him all this, and then he's like, "You know what? It's yours." And he gives him the keys and and just <sighs> and Bruno just breaks down and cries. And so it's like to know that they're like this close in real life, and then to see it in the show, I thought they did a really good job of kind of uh, showing that relationship uh, between these two guys who. If you just look at them, you wouldn't think they would have Never. a lot in common. Never I would put these two guys like if you saw them sitting at a bar, you'd be like, What what are these two guys doing sitting next to each yes. other? Like this makes no sense. And then like in reality, they're like super buds and it's really cute to see. So the you're saying what you're telling me is the rock has a history of buying people trucks. His dad, yeah. Bruno. Let's go to. 
probably yeah, it's, it's, other it's, it's people in his back pocket like nate saban the young rock episodes <laughs> the rock just has a truck on deck that he can give to somebody at all times okay so so here's a follow-up question my question before do you want more of this show i would watch a ton of this show mm. like keep fucking making it i like i don't know where he's gonna go with it but like I definitely do because I, for our interest, I at least want him to start to get into the Fast and the Furious shit. Like, give me a fake Vin <laughs> Diesel on the show. I want to see who plays him. That will be hilarious because, like, other than Vince McMahon, I don't think a lot of these guys look like the guy. So, like, sometimes I'm doing a little bit of like mental juggling to figure out who it is when they well, so, first so, pop so up. So, to that point, to to me, someone who like just like barely like doesn't really know, like, I'm like, oh, I can tell that Stone Cold. I don't really know what Stone Cold looks like other than like bald mm-hmm. with a vest. So I'm like, that's good enough for me. So I feel like oh, the no. more okay. you know, the more you know, probably the yes. worse it might be. Yes. But like for a very casual, like, oh, Stone Cold, that's pretty cool. It's like, all right. I feel like that's because I, I didn't I didn't want see you just sparked something <laughs> in my brain. And I I don't mean this as uh, a disparagement against the actor. Because I think the actor's doing the best with what he's been given. Yeah, yeah. But every time Macho Man is on the screen, it's so distracting. <laughs> Because it's like I, I get what you're doing, but if you if like if you remember the real Macho Man Randy Savage, like like the Stone Cold guy, I think the Stone Cold guy is a pretty good comp. Ron Simmons is a pretty good comp. Um, I think the guy that was playing uh, Jeff Jarrett during the Memphis episodes is a pretty good comp. But there's guys like uh, the guy that played Mick Foley and the guy that played Macho, and the guy that plays Hogan. Like they're, Hogan, they're, yeah. Like they're doing their best, but it's like uh, I know too much to accept yes. you as Randy Savage. I think what's also weird about these like real portrayals is that like they get the extra meta where they're talking about the movies that they were in, and like mm-hmm. he's like, you know, what if that ceiling is just another floor? And he's talking about all these like movies. He's like, I even did No Holds Barred. It's like, dude, like you, why are you shitting on a movie that you weren't even like? That's a weird. But then there's another episode that ends with like the prime minister being like. You know, all those people who didn't like Baywatch, I respectfully disagree. It's like, dude, let it go. Baywatch is not a good movie. You don't have to defend Baywatch like five yeah. years later. Like we love Baywatch. We all we love Zeph. Like you don't have to make a joke about like, you know, those critics like that's going to that's going to set up Joe to your point. Black Adam. Oh, remember when that movie changed the world? It's like it didn't. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, in this yeah. universe, yes. it might. Yes. Have. Yes. I, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Was the Christmas special, your favorite episode of this season. It was not. It was because actually. Because we know you love Christmas. <laughs> so I, I I wrote down a couple notes for every episode. Same. And yeah. The only one I wrote down for that one called Twanser Claus, because they already did a Christmas special. You don't need to do another Christmas special. They, they did a standalone <laughs> Young Rock Christmas yes, special. Yes, they did. You, yeah, they did. Yeah. You don't need, like, they don't do other near the holidays. They're just like, and the entire yeah, thing is here, like. Christmas. The only thing here is just like, they learn about the gift of giving gifts. It's just like, okay, like. The episode also posits kind of that Santa is real because like they just the, the slippers <laughs> appear out of nowhere and like he doesn't yeah. tell anybody. The slippers just show up. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's just like, make sure you leave tequila out for Duanta Claus because Duanta's getting loaded. It's just like, OK. And like the episode ends. It's like, but make sure it's Terramana tequila. Like it, yes. it, they don't say yes. that, but they might as well. Why didn't he say it? Just make sure you leave Santa Terramana tequila. Like, just, <laughs> cut, just cut the promo at that point. Like, There's got to uh, be something contractual. It's like you can't promote your other stuff directly. Right. You can just be like, like behind this, like Earth tequila. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just you can, you can. I don't know, but yes, no, I did not love. I think the Chi Chi's one I, I liked a lot, and I liked. There was one other one that I liked. 
Um, the one after the Chi-Chi's too, where it's the, he starts into the Attitude Era and they open up the Soul Gym and mm-hmm. like it's him learning to deal with his fame, I think was a really good episode. Yeah, I, I thought that was yeah. really, and then that one goes into the, the Santa. And I'm just like, number one, we're watching in March. It, it, it's a weird timing. Number two, <laughs> you've already done a Christmas episode. And number three, there's no lesson here. It's just like, mm-hmm. be thoughtful about the gifts you give. Also, why, what was the thing that he gave the gift of the trip to the Bahamas and the guy wouldn't accept? Like, what was the mankind? Yeah, why, he just, why didn't he? Like, was there a reason? Like, I felt like they were setting up a reason and they never explained it, I don't think. He's just like, I don't I don't like receiving gifts. We all are stupid rich. Like that was the <laughs> that was like the moral of the. Yeah, because I'm with you, Joey. I thought he was going to be like, oh, like and that's when we found out his wife has cancer. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was just like he's like, nah, I don't really care. Thanks for the coconut. Like, I just like to give gifts to other people. And you're like, OK, but yeah. Which, which is funny because Mick Foley also is another big Christmas guy. Like Mick Foley loves Christmas. I guess it's something I never thought about, but yeah, I'm sure that like it makes sense that there's a few wrestlers that really fucking love Christmas. Like that makes sense. It's like it's something that I wouldn't have thought about, but I'm like, yeah, I guess they really do. They just like like hey, I like just doing gift shits and like having Christmas parties. I like, did like seeing College Dewey as the Grinch, though. I thought that was pretty fun. Like when they do, they, they yes. put on the skit for the kids. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But like, the rest of them are just like, there's not like it felt like we have to do this. Did they? It was also know, the man. worst parts of Christmas. Like the whole thing was just like Christmas sucks. Like it's like, oh yeah, any gift you get will be shitty. And then like <laughs> and like the person that you give it to probably won't like this anyways. It's like, but like if it's your mom, she'll probably love it. And you're like, okay, is that what the moral of the story was? Like, I don't What did I... you think about in the in this season finale mm-hmm. where we get the flashback to Dwayne on the phone with the bank guy? Oh, where he's like, I want to, I want to buy my mom a I wanna, house. I want to get a loan like, to buy my mom a banking. house. Yeah, like I again, I feel this is part of even even little kid Dwayne Johnson has to be mythologized. Has to, right. has to shine. Yeah, he has to get some shine for sure. Yeah, that's that's exactly what. Like I, I, to be honest though, like when he did the like, here's the keys to your house thing, I did get a little like, like mm. tight. Got a little like, oh man, this is a really sweet gesture. But then he had a really hammer at home. <laughs> that like he's been telling them he was gonna do this forever. Yes. Like okay, like yeah, we get it. Like <laughs> you did a really great thing for your parents that didn't have a house for a long time and like did a lot for you. But like mm-hmm. you know, through every stage of your life, we had to see you do it. It's like okay, yeah, because like great, it's, a, it's a great thing. It's an admirable thing. Like like yes, I, I would I would like to be in that position. But Same. We 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 didn't need. You know, three separate individual reminders of how you told your mother this over the years. Like one would have been sufficient. Yeah, but his mom is like, you've always wanted to buy me a house. Let's flash back to every time that we've already <laughs> shown you on the show. You saying, let me buy you a house. It's like, yeah, except the one you forgot that was like the super cute child one. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, totally. We've got bonus generosity. I, yeah. I did like the banker being like, this is why you get into banking. Cause like that was at one job. point, I like a seven too. year old kid is going to be like, Hey, can you give me a $200,000 <laughs> loan? And the guy's like, no, you're a kid, but I love this. This is what this is it's like. I was more, I was more happy that young Dewey returned. Cause like there was a couple episodes where he wasn't in. And I was like, Oh, is he just gone? Mm-hmm. But they always like to bring everybody back for the finale. So. And, and that's why I, I feel like, again, like I'd love it if we got another season, at least one more season of young rock, but this Felt like if this is it, the stuff at the end in the new house kind of closed the the loop yeah, on it did. Yep. the family story. 
I think the season two finale could have, because I think that's what a lot of shows have to do now, because nobody knows if they're going to get renewed or not. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you're The Rock, you don't know. But, like, with season two ending with him losing the presidency, like, it's kind of a downer of an ending for the show, but, like, it puts a button on that story. And then here, again, yeah. it's just, like, you know, basically, you know the story. We're not that far in the past. You can connect the dots. And also, like, this part is told. But you could also do this for like eight more seasons. Like, cause like it's all nonsense stories in the present day. It's just like, we're solving mm. the coffee crisis. If you have more stories as a kid to tell or just to make up or whatever, they could keep going forever. I mean, I don't really want them to like, I will watch more, but I feel like <laughs> do one more really good season. I'd be on board. There's that so, feels like so that's much. The goal. I feel There's like so that's much. the goal. Like we're like close Black enough Adam? now. Yeah. That we like, we're close enough now that like we have, I don't think you could do two more seasons. I like not that I wouldn't watch two more seasons. I think that like based on the timeline and like where we've caught up to, like mm-hmm. this was the Attitude Era part, and like if they're yes. leading into yes. the actor era part, like there, I can't see how you do like another one on top of that unless you go and you're just like purely in mo- modern day the future Mm -hmm. and you're like okay now it's just like a show about the like the rock doing goofy stuff in the future to to, to counterpoint you though i I feel like there's so much more that needs to be told we've already addressed the fast and the furious we've already addressed black adam we need an episode specifically where dwayne the rock johnson gets a call from tech nine they decide to drop the biggest hit of that year and 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 how that relates to a story about Rocky Johnson and why he shouldn't have <laughs> done that Saudi Arabia deal for the 10th time in this series. Oh my god, yeah, the Saudi Arabia thing. They did really hammer home the Saudi Arabia thing, huh? Like this you're right. This is like the third season that it's like, yeah, my dad really fucked that up and we're like, we know. <laughs> he told us, he told us. Like yes. everybody, your mom, your grandpa, like Vince McMahon, everybody told us he really fucked that up. Like, but also, know. you know what? Things turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. Then he got a house. <laughs> when they were doing the Attitude Era stuff, though, I really, really liked. I like Joey. I don't know how if you know how famous the Triple H promo that he cut mm. is in like the like the wrestling like the one where he like does the impression of Triple H. Like that's okay. like one of the most famous rock promos ever no i did not that's where they're in the ring and he does the impression and the triple yeah, h gets like, like really pissy at him yeah he's like why are you constipated uh like and like yeah. that's like the triple h like that that is still like one of the best rock promos so like seeing that was really really cool well, like what i think is like i again i've watched very very little wrestling i only know like sort of stuff through cultural osmosis but like seeing him like i think they did a smart job of like the montage of all of his catchphrases but like seeing him like because that guy is just such a good impersonator of like The Rock. And even if it's not spot on, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. him going back to back to back to back of like all the things that even I know, it's like, this is pretty cool. Like, it's just, this can be a vanity project. And I, I don't love it for that, but like, there's reason to be vain because he's been so successful. Yeah. And so watching somebody else yeah. like relive that is kind of cool. Again, credit to the actor that plays like grown rock, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cause he, he's really, really good. Like if, in terms of capturing the look, the mannerisms, you know, the, the voice, I think he does a great job portraying that era of Dwayne Johnson. You know, I love the montage of the catchphrases. I love the montage of the people's elbow. They did oh, in one yeah, episode. the evolution. That one was, yeah. Yes. Right. And then like, again, you talk about that triple H promo being one of his most famous promos to me, the image I always have of the rock is that SmackDown where he's in his street clothes with the dress shoes on and he slides and does the people's elbow. And they were able to get that into the show. I thought that was a neat little 
neat little touch. But in terms of this story that they've told, I feel like the family stuff is probably my favorite part. The Johnson family. And you've got this multicultural, multi-generational family. And that in itself, like there's going to be drama. And then you yep. add the wrestling business on top of that, showing his growth and the family's growth around him, regardless of whether they hit the mark on all of the stories and the lessons they're trying to show. I think that is probably my favorite aspect of Young Rock is the family. His grandma yeah. had to be like the coolest fucking lady, right? Mm. Like, I think that she would have just been a blast to hang out with. She had to be super cool, super smart. She's running a yeah. whole ass wrestling promo yep. herself, like big boss lady energy way back then. Like, that's just awesome down the line. Like, like, everybody to this day, like, still respects her. Like, just like you said, just smart, just tough. Yeah. Uh, like, like controlling all of those egos of all of those wrestlers, you know, like I think she did, she did a great job of uh, like the real uh, Ada, but also this actress portraying Ada. I thought that, yeah, like she's not somebody you want to mess with, but she also much in the, in the same vein of Benny on George Lopez or Annie Potts character on young Sheldon. Like you need that grandmother. That's always stirring shit up and yeah, she yeah, yeah. kind of fits that role. Any other thoughts, any other notes, anything else you want to share about Young Rock Season 3? Because before we go, Nate, I want to get your your predictions for Fast 10, which is coming mm. up very soon. But anything else you want to say about the, the 13 episodes in Season 3 of Young Rock? It, it was a journey. You know, it was a journey. We went to Belgium. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we went we, to Belgium. We, we did. We, 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 we traveled around the world, gentlemen. We came back. We went to Memphis. Uh, but I, I think... Young Rock, is it the best sitcom I've ever seen? Absolutely not. Uh, no. But it's kind of that comfort food TV. You know, it's something that can engage you on an emotional and sometimes intellectual level, but not too deeply. Yeah. Like, we don't have to think too deeply into these stories. Uh, no. I love the relationship of the family. I think the Rocky Johnson stuff probably resonates the most for me, uh, just because I think we can all kind of identify with that feeling of having a vision of our parents as kids. Yeah. And then the older we get, we're like, yeah, like they were, just, they're just people trying to do the best they had, the best they could with what they had. So I love, you know, the, the relationship with the family. I, I think I like Danny a lot more than I thought I would in this series. She's uh, great. Yeah. Well, she, she doesn't have a lot other than like, aren't I a great wife? Let me help you further <laughs> your career. Like her That's whole true. thing is like, she's a great businesswoman who like is literally running yes. the XFL and like, you know, is, is so like there's, they weren't, even though they're not married anymore, like they're so like the partnership Still, seems the to be so strong partners. and yep. here just like, sure. I'll return your phone calls for you here. Let me teach you a life lesson. It's like, like, I think the actor is great, but I would love yes. to see her have any dimension other than let me support you, Mr. Mm, the Rock. Like his, his receptionist slash wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and again, though, she is uh like, executive producer on this joint yeah, so that's true, yeah, that's true. She, she's still a boss lady she really she, it turned out just like she his probably mom has final say on how she's portrayed on camera yeah. yeah joe any other thoughts any other notes about young rock just because we know that nico and kevo love tori amos so much how weird was it to see a tori amos tax statue that mankind had built in front of a piano that was wild mm. that was that was cool i like that so it was just like a really bizarre and i'm like that's something so bizarre that it probably existed because like that's too weird to it's just too weird make to make up. up yeah yes 
So like, okay. So then do you yeah, think like Russ, that's... Is Russell's that the, a weird guys. Is that the is that the real one that they borrowed? Or they recreate? Because it's also weird to think that they recreated a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, like who is like the, the guy that's like, like today your intern job is to glue all these tacks together to look like Tori Amos. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, well, like Mankind had one. And you're like, what? Right. Yeah, and this, this 20 year old intern's like, who's Tori Amos? Who's Mankind? Yeah. yeah What's a like, thumbtack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even use thumbtacks. You're right. Like, what would you use them for? I don't know. All right, Nate, as we record this, we're about six or seven weeks out from Fast 10. We've got the one trailer. We'll probably get another trailer in the near ish future. Did you watch that first trailer? Thoughts, hype, expectations? What are you hoping for in Fast 10? What are you afraid of? Mm. Give us whatever thoughts you got about the next Fast and Furious installment. All right. So, you know, we we go from uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, and his family, you know, to to another family. Unfortunately, course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not part of this family anymore, it seems. No, he's uh, not. At least not we'll find yet. Out. Not yet. Yes. We'll find out more about that in Young Rock Season 5 when Vin <laughs> Diesel shows up. <laughs> makes a cameo. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I think that, you know, we talked about uh, Fast 9 and how much I enjoyed John Cena mm-hmm. kind of yep. being added to the mix. I think Jason Momoa yeah. coming in and just the little bit that we saw of him in the trailer, he looks like he's having fun. And I like a villain that has fun, you know, and it's not a disrespect to someone like Cypher, but I like that we've got a villain that is is enjoying the 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 art of being evil. Yeah, uh, I, I like that we we've got John Cena in the mix. Uh, I like that we've got uh, Captain Marvel in the mix. Yep. Uh, yep. It's it's ironic. Dwayne Johnson didn't want to work with Shazam, and now he's not getting to work with Captain Marvel. So that's yeah. a deep comic cut for anybody listening. Uh, but I think the part that I'm the most intrigued in is the part that we talked about when we did the F9 episode is Han and Shaw. Mm, yeah, yep. like that's yep. the relationship I'm most keyed in on because that those two need to have a conversation. It can't just be like you're ready to go and then we're racing. Like no, we there's got to be, uh, you know, they they've got to have a truth session like like Dewey and Rocky did at that Chi-Chi's. Like maybe we need to lock them in uh, whatever the modern day equivalent of a Chi-Chi's would be and ha- let is- them talk. Like a Chipotle, I guess. Yes, right? lock them in the Chipotles for one yeah. night. Let them air out all their grievances, <laughs> and then they're good. So now there, there was rumors like a week or two ago that they were filming this top secret cameo. Mm. Do you think? Do you think Giselle <laughs> will be back? Do you think we'll get another muscly person? Do you think like if you have mm. a dream casting of who could fit into this world for like one more, maybe probably one more movie? Mm-hmm. Do you want Giselle back? Do you want somebody else to be added? Is there somebody on your, your bucket list that you would, I mean, obviously we'd love to see. Okay. So three questions. Do you think we'll see Giselle back? Will Hobbs show up, you know, because mm-hmm. we got to have Hobbs back at some point, hopefully in theory, or if it's neither of those people and there is just some other cameo, who do you think it could be? I mean, obviously all of those would be great. Like I'd love to see Giselle back, particularly since things over at DC Warner brothers are kind of mm-hmm. up in the mm-hmm. air right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, co- come on home. I would love it if we got a post credit with with Hobbs, you know, much like uh, I forget the same. one where so much same where he like saw Letty's uh, picture come through the That's file. The end of five. Yeah. The end, end of five. five. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I, I would love if we got a post credit kind of like five where Hobbs is doing something, but he's been made aware of what the family was up to 
during team. You just see like a rubber stamp come down and it comes up and he's like, daddy's and home. It, and the stamp is just dripping sweat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but if we're not going Giselle, if we're not going Hobbs, Brixton could be cool, but I don't think he's in the in the running for this. Uh, if I'm thinking outside of anybody we've already seen uh, in, in the Fastiverse, I feel like it's it's too crazy to happen, but I would love it if we saw Big Dave uh, Batista. Oh, well, yeah, he, he is on record as hating the Fast and Furious yes. movies. Mm. That's right, because that's right, Big Dave is, a, is an actor. Yes. Yeah, why doesn't he get cast in any romantic comedy? Well, it, it is weird that, like, like I you can hate whatever you want to hate. I mean, it's 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 an, whatever, but, like, yes. he's there. They make up two-fifths of the Guardians. Like, it's, yeah. it's he's just yes. like, hey, Groot, fuck your franchise, right? Like, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> He's he's I feel like like I don't think it's like any real beef, but I think he does enjoy the the idea of poking like yeah. Dwayne like he did during Black Black Adam's failure at the box office or, you know, kind of turning his nose up at the Fast and the Furious despite. What did he what being, did he do about Black Adam? I don't remember. what. Did uh, he, somebody I, asked him about Black Adam and would he like to be in a sequel or in the DC universe? And he said something to the effect of. You know, or, or they asked him about Dwayne's performance, and he was like, uh, "You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm into, uh, you know, real acting or something like that, something to that effect." Oh God! You know, I'm, I'm, don't like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, uh, but you're like burning, burning on your own bridges for no reason. Come on. Yes. Yeah, he's like, the come, opposite come on, of. Buddy. You got to give him credit for he's, he's the opposite of the Rock. Instead of being like. I love all movies. I love all I want everybody just to like, love me. I don't me. like this. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> yes. Like, and, and I love Batista too. Like, I think Batista's a I great too, actor. Yes. I think that, but it's also like, come on, buddy. Like, like that. that just fact, keep your mouth shut just a little bit. Like that Guardians of the Galaxy money is not going to last forever. Like, who knows no. how long you got left in this universe? Don't, don't burn your bridges before you cross them. And he's also one of the very few very muscly men still left who is not in this franchise. Like somehow when they cast Momoa, we're like, of course, like, how do mm-hmm. we not think of Momoa? But you got like him, you got Joe Manganiello, but I don't think he has the, no offense to Pittsburgh. I don't think he has yes. the clout to really like one up things like Dave no, Bautista is to. on the rise. Right. Yeah, but yes. like in terms of big muscly, like A-list or close to A-list dudes, it might just be him. Yeah, I I think you're right. I yeah. I can't really name anybody else that would like unless you go like like we said like Keanu or someone like that. But that's oh, not yeah, like big yeah, muscly yeah. Like if we're, dude, if we're not doing like, big muscly dudes yeah. like Keanu, Denzel, Wesley Snipes, like sure, those yes. are guys I'd like to see kind yes. of hop in. Like Denzel in a fast movie, like that would be oh ridiculous. Mister Nobody Two, Mister Somebody. <laughs> They've teased Keanu around the Hobbs and Shaw stuff. They've teased Robert mm. Downey. Like I think Vin really wants Robert Downey Jr. in these yeah. movies. Like Michael Caine's name has been floated. Like there's a lot of like still big name actors who are like sort of kind of tied to the franchise, but it could really go anywhere. I just I'm excited. Much like that coffee bean, you know, it, it you don't know where the coffee bean is going to go when you put it in the ground, uh, but but it just sprouts. And I've I've lost track of the analogy. Uh, boys, but but this this reminds me of that one time where I was uh, on the road with Bruno, and and it it was it was in one of those duck downtowns, you know, one of those duck downtowns, and 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 I was ducking, but then I, I didn't duck up fast enough, and I ended up hitting the curb, and 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 then so I had to call Macho Man Randy Savage because he had a deal with a car dealership, and then Tony Atlas came in and started talking about feet. It that nothing's easier. That's that's exactly how it's going to play out. I love, by the way, that is one thing that I love about Young Rock is that 
they are so petty that every time or almost every time Tony Atlas's character was on the screen, he talked about feet because it is well documented that that man had a foot fetish. Like Rex Ryan, man. <laughs> never let it go. Well, now now that we are. Oh, Joe, can you give me permission to share screen? Now that we're doing video, yeah. I want to show you what, Nate, when you when you How plant, you know what happens when you plant a coffee bean, oh. you get mm. a family tree like this. Mm. <laughs> the most artistic and, and a saddest. Mark. Yeah, Samantha Hobbs, <laughs> Luke Hobbs, question, question mark. mark. <laughs> oh. That's what all she didn't give trees. herself enough space here, so she thinks she might have she might have one other relative, but like that's the only yes. space. He, well, maybe in that like little circle right there, yeah. <laughs> like, but like, what, what, but like, what's weird about it is that like this is not how a family tree works. Like, it's supposed no. to, like she's supposed to branch off of him. Right. They're equally, she's actually more of a main branch than he is, right? <laughs> so like, this tree is all sorts of messed up. But yeah, I'm just like you know, Nate, you're talking, you're bringing up coffee bean analogies, things sprout things grow we know that things grow for Dwayne the Rock Johnson when they become a weird tree that like is all bent and twisty and like mm. I guess this is J you know Jonah maybe I don't know we need that spinoff just going into the genealogy of the Hobbs family I mean that's kind of what Hobbs and Shaw was and then until it wasn't right it's just like yes no yeah. no no I'm see I'm, I'm not talking about a spinoff like that I'm talking about we need the Hobbs prequel Oh, yes. We need like a We're, finding your roots for yes. Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. <laughs> and we can get the kid that played a uh, grown up rock to play young Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Ooh, that. and that's the title of the movie right there, boys. Young Hobbs. We did it. Young Hobbs, just like young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what would you like to plug? What do you got going on? Any podcast mm. actively releasing? What's what should the people seek out, find out, hunt out for you or, you know, just Twitter or whatever? What you got going on? Oh, well, again, it's always great to catch up with you guys and, and talk about all things Fast and Furious or Dwayne The Rock Johnson or, or, or wrestling or what was the number one song uh, in 2005 on the Billboard charts. Always great to spend time with you fellas. But other than promoting season three of The Young Rock available now on Peacock, <laughs> uh, streaming for free. Which, which honestly, I was going to say doesn't need your promotion, but I think does need your promotion. So thank it you for really your service. Might, it really might, might need we it. have done promotion for season three of young rock on this podcast than the entirety of nbc universe uh -huh. i think so i think we might have yeah <laughs> got a lot on the plate because wrestlemania is around the corner wrestlemania is a week from now at the time of recording so uh the kings of sport which is my main podcast home uh we'll be doing wrestlemania coverage uh you can find that at kingsofsport.com we also have a patreon patreon.com backslash the kings of sport five bucks get you in the door so if you're subscribed to the too fast too forever patreon which you should be like me uh, is he puts like his money where his mouth yes. is like i am you know uh much like uh the rock i i i'm a giver i don't give out trucks but i give out patreon subscriptions but cross that street a quarter mile at a time and Sign up for the Kings of Sport Patreon. Over 200 hours of content on there, audio and video, sports, politics, pop culture, wrestling, movie reviews, a bunch of stuff on there that I'm sure folks will like. Um, the other thing I'll promote is post-wrestling, which is uh, where you can find the Rocky My Via Picture Show, which the Joes have been on multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the, the Joes are like uh, my, my Bruno. You know, I always, oh, they're, they're not on every, ever. they're not on every episode, but when I'm in a jam, I, I call on Bruno uh, and the Joe show up. Uh, 
But in addition to the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, which is a film podcast about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's movies, we have the NWA podcast, which is the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. Our WrestleMania preview is up by the time you're listening to this. And uh, our next episode in April is going to be like the postmortem. Uh, after WrestleMania. So two big shows for the NWA podcast. And then the last thing I'll promote is I am a part of the Multiverse of Color, which was formerly known as DC TV podcast, but they're broadening out besides the limited scope of DC television, because who the hell knows? what Warner Brothers is doing these days For in sure. TV sure. or in the yeah. movie. So uh, Andy B, who is the founder of the DC TV podcast, expanded the site. So now we're talking Marvel. We're talking DC. We're talking movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once. We're, we've got articles up there. We've got podcasts. And so my podcast that I'm on is The Lituation Room, which is just a show with me, Brittany Monet, Clement Bryant, and Vanessa Shark, four black nerds talking about black nerdy stuff. <laughs> so, uh, you know, check that out. Uh, the Lituation Room. We were How on often Twitter. is that? Is that monthly? Is that every other week? Is that every it's, week? It's monthly, but even more honestly, you know, I'm not going to spin it. I'm not Rocky Johnson. <laughs> uh, it's it's whenever our four busy schedules can line I get up. You, I get uh, you. I, I'm sure you guys know the struggle sometimes. For everything else, just follow me on Twitter at in the number eight moz. AIK at Nate Mosaic. Uh, and yeah, it's good. It's a good conversation, guys. I feel, you know, like like we we came together. You know, when the country needed somebody to st- solve a crisis, Dwayne Johnson stepped in. When the world needed somebody to comprehensively talk about Young Rock season three, we got on that train with Randall Park and we 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 stepped we up to the we stepped up to the plate, boys. Oh, and by the way, Randall Park's been here all night. We just nobody likes him for some reason, so we just don't let him talk. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. I think that might be low key one of the funniest moments of the season <laughs> was when Randall Park tried to take over the story and do his own like flashback. Yeah. And yeah, Rock is like, "What are you doing?" And so there, Randall Park is Randall Park is probably too good for this show, but I enjoy having him on there. <laughs> it's very funny. I think, and I think he works well together with the rock. Like, I, I, I feel like sometimes yeah. they don't know what to do with this character. Like he just has to be mm-hmm. there, like, so that the story can go keep going forward, but them two together is pretty funny. So it I'm is good. Along. We have a Patreon, Too Fast, Too Forever to Come, and I want to shout out Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenen, Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, Dino, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, someone named Nate Milton of some podcast mm. called The Kings of Sports, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of Wolves, Michael Moser, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you all for supporting us over there. If you want to get bonus episodes, if you want to get early access to episodes, Too Fast, Too Forever com we got a store very big news i told joe if you go to cageclub.me slash shop doesn't go to a cage club shop just goes to the too fast shop because i have control over the redirects and so that goes there so <laughs> cageclub.me slash shop if you want that stuff and come back next time i'm guessing this will be out in about 10 days um so mm. you know we we might have Babylon not, not, not to interrupt I'm, I'm sorry for yeah, interrupting go for it, go for it go you, for it you, you piqued my interest with the mention of the too fast shop do you guys sell linen pants at the Too Fast shop. Oh, I did like that moment in this show where they flash to an actual picture of that scene. I'm surprised they don't do that more. I I want all of the, I want all of the like, and this was like, and this was what happened. I like, I want them to cut in like the old wrestling. Like, I get that you want the actors and stuff like that in it, but like, instead of reshooting it, like, I feel like they should use more of that. I agree Mm, with you. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
because it does show that like, oh no, we're getting the details right, right? Like this is like this is what really happened. This is how we're yeah. creating it. So, but yeah, no, no, no linen pants as far as I know. <laughs> but we will work on that. I will let you know when we add linen pants to the shop. Yes. Nice. I'm all setting up my Google alert now. All white, all white. There we go. Because that just seems like I, and he even calls it out like, I did wear those pants. So, yeah. You know. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting us. If you support us, uh, I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport and the Lituation Room, a new, my new favorite name of a podcast. And we will tell you all about it when we see you again.